Hey y'all, welcome to and what? Okay. So I was reading my Bible. We're just going to get straight into it. I was reading my Bible. I was reading, I was doing a devotional, a prayer devotional by Craig Rochelle, uh, Dangerous Prayers. And the day was about brokenness and asking God to break us and the prayer and consequences that comes with when we ask God to break us. And while I was reading the devotion, I was like, Lord, no more breaking. (laughs) I'm done with the breaking. Like I used to pray that prayer, like God break my heart for what breaks yours. And then that started happening. And I was like, you know, never mind. I don't want it. Give my heart back. <laughs> Give me my rackety dinkety heart back. I'll take my heart over yours because I can't handle it the way that you do. The grace you have, the love you have. I, I'm mm, not me, not Jesus. I honestly got to a point where I was like, I'm not praying any kind of prayers like that about God breaking me, God molding me, God shaping me. Because it was just too much. It was. It was. It was actually. It was actually happening. So I was reading the devotional and he was basically just talking about the blessings that come out of when God breaks us. And one of the scriptures for the devotional was Matthew 26, 26. And this was the last supper. And this is, you go to church, this is what they say right before communion. Jesus had the bread in his hand and he broke it into pieces and he said, this is my body, which I, which has been broken for you and all that jazz. And the Holy Spirit was just like speaking to me. And cause I was thinking, I was like, took this bread and broke it. And they were, the first thought was the bread became many different pieces for the people surrounding him, for his disciples to eat on. And then the Holy Spirit was like, your brokenness, when I break you, it feeds, it nourishes other people, those surrounded by you. He just kept talking and talking and talking. And another thing that the Holy Spirit revealed to me was when you are broken, when you are pressed, when the pressure comes, there is an anointing that comes out of that. And that is the exact anointing that will benefit other people. And your brokenness isn't about you, the hurt, the pain, the darkness, the suffering, the anxiety, the depression, everything that tried to kill you, that tried to take you out, that didn't, wasn't even ever about you. It was for God's glory and it was for the benefit of other people. And it's crazy because we really do sit there and pray and ask God, don't break me no more. Don't break me no more, God. No more. I can't take no more. 
I'm not as strong as I thought I was when I had initially prayed that prayer, Lord, I can't take anymore. And one of the revelations that I had in that was Jesus before the cross was promised the Messiah. It was his breaking of the cross that made him become the savior of the world. And we want to be, you know, at the right hand of God and we want to be in communion with God and we want to be at a place with our, in, in our relationship with God. And it's just like, okay, but recognize that in order to grow in God, in order to learn God, to know God, who he really is, his character, you have to be broken. God reveals who he is in our suffering. He reveals who he is in our pain. He reveals who he is in our season of lack. And we try to get both. We try to get God as our provider without ever without ever having to face not having. How is he supposed to be who he is if you don't allow him to be? How is he supposed to show you that he's a comforter if you don't go through a season of depression? How is he supposed to show that he is the Prince of Peace if you don't go through a season of anxiety? How is he supposed to show that he is so gracious and so forgiving and so merciful if you don't go through seasons of mistakes? If you don't go through seasons of shame and condemnation and guilt and God reveals who he is in those moments that are painful, in those moments that seem unfair, in those moments where we want to give up and he shows he is a present help in our seasons, in our storms. And it's crazy because I think back on my life and I think back on what I've been through, what I've survived, what I've done. And I look at who I currently am and who I am becoming and none of that, I would not be where I am. I would not be who I am. I would not think the way that I do. I would not see, perceive the world the way that I do love God, the way that I do, if I hadn't gone through, if he hadn't brought me through what he did, if I hadn't experienced depression, if I hadn't made egregious mistakes, if I hadn't needed his grace and needed his forgiveness, I never would have really fully, fully known just how much God truly loves us. That is, I think, the blessing in it. The revelation that we have about who our God is, about how much he loves us, about how literally when the Bible says nothing can separate us from the love of God, that's facts. That's facts, not even death, because even in our death, we go to him, like, and... Even in in our sickness, we find him to be our healer. 
And that's overwhelming. And it's a good overwhelming to be washed in that, to know that God is constantly fighting for you, constantly fighting for you, literally chasing you down, leaving the 99 for you because he loves you because he wants to have a relationship with you because he wants to bless you because he wants exceedingly abundantly above for you and it's just I'm at a point where what God can give me is significantly more substantial than whatever it is that I can give myself Nothing that we attain, nothing that we strive to get compares to what God has. And a lot of the times we miss what God has because we miss the lessons, because we try to avoid the storms. We miss what God has in understanding that it was him like I literally look back on my life and it was God (laughs) like everything was God it was nobody else but God I'm literally sitting here in my closet recording this podcast because of God like and that (sighs) there's a sense of peace in that And knowing that everything that I've been through, everything, literally everything, was necessary. And my prayer now is that God breaks me. It is that he gives me his heart, his character, that I see myself the way that he sees me, that I love myself the way that he loves me, and that I love people the way that he loves them. And there are moments where I catch myself being like, why is this person this and that and this and whatever? And God be like, extend them grace. You know, the greatest lessons <laughs> or the greatest revelations that I have about myself, like just how rink-a-dink I am, is in the car while I'm driving. Because there is a sense of grace that surpasses all understanding that you have to have when you're driving, especially in these Atlanta streets. Like, well, I should say Georgia streets because I technically don't live in Atlanta, but that's neither here nor there. There's a sense of grace that you have to have. And there are moments where I'm just like, you see, that's why your car looked the way that it does. Where are you going? It's still going to be there. Why are you speeding? And then the Lord will just be like, grace you don't know how their day went today you don't know what they're going to you don't know what's happening in their lives and God is literally dealing with me and allowing people to be human that's literally the reason why he died like the bible says while we were yet sinners Christ died for us and he died knowing that we were flawed 
He died knowing that we would make mistakes. He died knowing that we would sin, knowing that we would betray him, knowing that we would take his grace for granted. And he still died for all of that. And God is good. God is gracious. God is merciful. And I think for me, the biggest revelation that I've had on who God is is that he is he is loving and he is kind. He is loving and he is kind. I've known God to be a provider. I've seen it growing up, not having food, not having money, and yet never going without. I've seen him be a healer and healing my mom. I've and healing, you know, me of of my mental health and I've seen him do miracles signs and wonders and I've seen him do these things but now I'm in a season of experiencing him experiencing especially his love and kindness God is so kind like so so kind to look at me to look at my mess, to look at every mistake, to look at my sin, to look at my brokenness, to look at my wounds, my trauma, and to still say, I choose you. Wow. Our suffering truly can't compare to the joy that's coming. And I really want to speak to those people who are in pain, who are truly hurting. You want to give up because you feel the only way that the pain ends is if your life does. I want to speak to the people who literally only see darkness, who wake up in the morning and immediately become drenched and overwhelmed in depression and worry and anxiety. I want to speak to the people who are brokenhearted and just remind you that God draws near to that. He draws near to your depression. He draws near to your anxiety. He draws near to your worry. He draws near to your lack of self-worth. He draws near to your brokenness. He draws near to your pain. And he loves you anyway, despite what you've done, despite what has been done to you, despite what you had to survive. He still loves you. Truly, he loves you. You and all of your mess, you and all of your pain, you and all of your wounds and trauma and brokenness, he loves you it's unconditional there's nothing that that we can do to earn God's love there's nothing that we can give God to gain his love it's there it's there and I'm stepping into receiving his love and accepting his love and it's in that in his love where I find
that I am worthy, that I am valuable, that I am important, that I do matter, that my life does have meaning, that my life does have a purpose. You matter more than you know, more than you can imagine. And if you would just hold on, just hold on a little while longer, just a little while longer, I guarantee, I promise, being on the other side of it, I promise you, the joy is there, the peace is there, the happiness is there, it's there. And understand that no matter how painful it is, God's hand is still on you. All of the uh, people in the Bible, the stories that are depicted, the one that I relate to the most for some reason that my spirit just loves and connects to is the story of Job. Like this man lost everything his livelihood his children he lost everything everything that mattered to him and I say that loosely everything that mattered to him because what we really see in the story of Job what was what mattered most to him was God I there's there's an understanding that Job had about who God was like he gave it to me, and if he decided that he wanted to take it away, my soul is content in that. That, to me, reveals that Job had an understanding that God was Jehovah Jireh, that he was his provider. Job had an understanding that God was his prince of peace, that in his grieving, he would still comfort him. Job had an understanding that God was still loving, that God was still kind, and he would not have allowed any of it to happen if it wasn't going to benefit him later. There's a person that you become on the other side of your pain. And God sees that person. God sees the purpose in what you're going through. We don't see the bigger picture. All we literally see is our present pain, our present suffering and begging God, why me? Like, why, why does it always have to be me? Why am I always the one having to struggle? Why am I always the one having to beg? Why am I always the one having to suffer? Like having to fight to survive. I just want to live. Why always got to be me, God? But there is a person that God is molding and shaping and transforming from everything, literally everything, everything. And I've experienced this in this season. When the Bible says that he will work everything for your good, that's facts, baby. That is facts, facts. But what I learned is that for your good doesn't look like what you want it to. Because I thought for my good, would mean retribution, would mean resolution, would mean reconnecting. But for my good was a newfound understanding of who I am, of who God's calling me to be, of my pain, of my suffering, of my roots. 
for your good is true. If it's not good, whatever it is that you're going through, if it's not good yet, be it the actual situation changing or you changing, then it's not over. And I have a new perspective on the why. Why did I go through all of this? Why did it have to be me? But I also have an understanding of the how. How did this shape me? How did this change me? How did it make me who I am today? And how is it going to propel me into who I am becoming? Your journey isn't done yet. Your purpose hasn't been fulfilled yet. Who God created you to be has yet to be manifested in this world. Everything that he has put in you has has yet to come to fruition. Wait on the Lord. Whatever it is, whether it's a job, whether it's having a kid, whether it's getting married, whether it's getting accepted into the school, whether it's seeing your family whole and restored, seeing yourself healed whole and restored, whatever it is, wait on him. He who started a good work is faithful to complete it. This does end. Your pain, your suffering, I promise you it does end. Trust in the Lord. Trust in God. Lean on God. Start asking yourself, God, who are you trying to show me I am in this season? Who are you trying to show me I should become in this season? And most importantly, who are you revealing yourself to me as in this season? Because what you're going through, and I don't mean to sound insensitive, because I, I trust me, I understand, I empathize with you I do but what you're going through it ain't about you it's not at the end of the day it's about God's kingdom growing and it's about the glory that comes out of this glory always comes out of it pray for you. God, I thank you. I thank you for your love and for your kindness. And I also want to take a moment to thank you for the storm, for the mountain, for the suffering, and for the pain. Because in all of that, you have shown me who you are. You have shown me what you are. And for that, I I praise you. You deserve, God, the glory and the honor and the praise. And not because of what you've done for us, what what you've given us, what you brought us out of, or what you brought us through, but because of who you are. 
who you are is enough to praise you. Who you are is enough to serve you. Who you are is enough to love you because even in my mess, you are still patient. Even in my sin, you are still kind and gracious and loving. And that is who you are. You are a loving, kind, merciful, gracious God. So in this moment, we allow you to be Lord over our life. And that means surrendering it all, surrendering all of our pain, surrendering all of our brokenness, surrendering all of our frustration and allowing you to do what only you can do, allowing you to to allow it to form us, to mold us, to shape us into who you created and called us to be. And we trust in you. We trust in the process. We trust even in the pain because even in the pain, you are still God. You are still King. You are still Lord. And you are still sovereign. 